Jeff Harding here with PS Tech, and we have a, a special session here for you. And we've got a wonderful group here, and I think you're going to really enjoy this. One of the people I have here today is a PS Tech practitioner from the UK, Paul McCabe. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm very well, Jeff. How are you today? Excellent, excellent. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Is, is, it, is it very late over there right now? It's getting there, huh? Okay. Yeah, well, it's all relative, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Time doesn't matter, only life. Okay. And also, I have the lovely April Adams here from New Hampshire in the U.S. April, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Excellent. Great to have you here. She makes everything Thanks look good me. here today, tell you. <laughs> and last, last, but of course not least, we have our founder and creator of PS Tech, Tim Fazakerly. How are you doing, Tim, from the U.K.? Hi, Jeff. I'm fine. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about habits, behaviors, you know, habits that we have that I guess we, you would call disempowering, you know, habits that you know, we really don't want. We may like them. They may be comfortable, but we really don't like them. We'd like to change those habits. What we're going to do, though, is give you some different perspectives from Paul and April, some perspectives on these habits. We thought about doing habits in general and having some aspects and talk about that, but then we thought, well, let's drill this down a little bit and have some specifics. As you go through this, you're going to see some different perspectives on how to deal with, with these habits and also some commonality, of course, because you know the PS Tech tools are very flexible, so they can be applied to any habit. But uh, I think by listening to these other practitioners, you're going to get some clues on how to do this yourselves, those that are listening, and maybe some ahas. Uh, with that, let's, let's begin with April. April, we were talking to you about habits, and you, you wanted to maybe bring up some points in regards to sweets after meals. So when someone has some issues on that, sweets after meals, could be sweets in general, but let's just say sweets after meals. How do you deal with those kind of habits when you're, when you're working with that? Yeah. Um, and I find it happens a lot. I don't know. You know, it's, it's kind of an interesting theme that, that people tend to want to eat something sweet after they've had a meal. So there's a lot of different things that go into it. Basically, the way I start is I would use the click track to, you know, instead of doing a negative click track, I would actually use the regular click tracks for clearing emotions on the positive feelings you have for a certain food. So if you, you know, you love chocolate and you crave a piece of chocolate or a whole bar of chocolate after your meal, I would suggest just using the click track to do a round of just loving the chocolate and just imagining eating the chocolate and enjoying it and just finding so much pleasure in it and the texture and the taste and really just enjoying that um, experience. And a lot of times people will eat a certain food unconsciously looking for positive experiences in their history that they've had around that food too. So if you used to bond with your parent over chocolate or bond with your girlfriend over chocolate or something like that, you can also include some of those positive, happy memories um, that you have around that food too, so that you're no longer using that food to try to access that emotion or feeling anymore. And it won't make you hate the food. So don't worry about hating chocolate from here on out. It just makes you less helpless against it. So you'd be able to have one piece instead of the whole bar or something like that. So I suggest being very specific, though. Don't do it with sweets. You know, it's not going to work if you do sweets in general. It has to be chocolate or ice cream or something very specific that you do that with. You can also use the click track, any click track, really, uh, to do memories of being rewarded for, you know, 
for eating your whole meal or whatever and be giving, given sweets after the meal, or even just in general being rewarded uh, for good behavior or good grades or something like that with sweets. You can use the click track to replay those memories and that will help kind of disconnect that attachment to getting treats as a reward. Uh, you can also use the click track to clear any negative emotions that you're feeling at the time. So if you find that you tend to eat the sweets out of boredom or you're stressed and you feel like you need that sweet thing to make yourself feel better, then definitely take that boredom or that stress and just click track that so that you're just feeling more calm and at ease anyway. The next thing I would do is to use um, belief blasters. So you can, you know, do a few of these. I'm just going to throw some out there and some of them will, you know, stick and some of them won't appeal to you at all. Uh, I had the belief that I always got a treat after a meal. I had the belief that I had earned a treat. Treats made me feel better after a hard day or no meal was complete without something sweet. <laughs> so it's a rhyming one, but uh, <laughs> you can use that one too. Uh, and then also, I kind of use belief blasters in a weird, tricky way from time to time to get questions answered. So if I don't know how to do something or I don't know why I do something, I'll use it to both disconnect the belief that I don't know how or why to do that but it also kind of dares your brain to give you answers about why you do that thing or how to fix that thing. So a few example statements on that uh, would be, I didn't know how to give up sweets. I didn't know why I craved sweets after dinner. I didn't know how to stick with my healthy eating plan, or I didn't know why my diets always failed. So what I suggest doing is just sticking with trying to focus on just that belief that you don't know how to do that thing or you don't know why you do that thing rather than looking for the answers. They won't come if you're looking for them. <laughs> you want to stay focused on trying to clear that belief. Uh, and then that will come naturally either at the end of the round or maybe the next morning when you're waking up or just, you know, popping into your head at some random point in your life. And then I would finish it off with PS Tech Positive to program in what you do want. And I prefer Quantum Turbo, that's my favorite positive tool, but you can use whatever positive tool you wanna use. A few options for that is, it is easy for me to eat healthy foods and healthy portions. I am always satisfied after a meal. I no longer need sweets after meals, and that's not really my favorite. I do, I'm not a huge fan of the wording, but it kind of came to me, and it, it may work for some people. Uh, and it, the reason I don't like it is because there's a negative in there, the no longer, but sometimes, once in a while, you have to pop in a negative. Uh, I am completely satisfied is a good one, and that can cover, you know, I'm satisfied with the food, I'm satisfied in life, whatever you need to be satisfied about. Uh, and then the last one is, it's easy for me to make healthy choices. So really what I like to do is just kind of round it out completely. So I start with the emotions and the feelings attached to the foods. And then I move into releasing any beliefs that I have around food or sweets and things like that. And then I put in the new behavior, the new belief, the new thing that I do want. So that's what I suggest doing and just keep plugging away until you're free of the habit. Okay. Excellent. I appreciate that. So you're following the basic 
guideline, if you will, click track emotions, and then, and then approach the beliefs and uh, behaviors, uh, belief blaster, PS tech positive or quantum turbo, and, and which is what you use mostly. I like the part where you said less helpless in regards to food. That's excellent. Very good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is almost a helpless feeling. Right. Like you're going, exactly. I know I shouldn't be eating this thing, but here it is going in my mouth. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, Mahalo for sharing that with us, April. I appreciate that. Thank you. Next up, in terms of habits, Paul uh, was talking about social media addiction. In other words, we're always constantly checking our social media as a way to sometimes avoid projects and that whole behavior, that habit, that addiction. Paul, you know, share with us what, what you do when we work with people that, that have, you know, that exhibit this addiction and what, what do you do with them? Well, first of all, Jeff, it's... It tends to be part of an overall procrastination pattern or an avoidance pattern, uh, social media addiction. No one's ever come to me and presented it as the problem. However, people who have worked with have had it as part of an overall. So the, they've actually engaged in that behavior, but they haven't seen it as a problem. But whenever we've cleared some of the beliefs that they've had, the problem itself has gone away. It turns out social media addiction is... Well, the way I see it, it's just that sort of habitual need to check social media feeds every couple of moments, maybe several times per hour. And a lot of people will be doing that now. They won't see it as a problem. But what underlies it a lot of the time is emotions like boredom, beliefs like life isn't working for me. Um, Nothing works for me is a belief that undercuts that. So I try to get to the belief level with any habit. But I also, before I do any work, I would like to have a chat with people about what to do with social media, how they use it, how long it's been a habit, which social networks they access, and what, what feelings they get whenever they check social media. So before they check social media, what are they experiencing? Are they bored? Perhaps click track the boredom take away the boredom. Are they frustrated? Yes. Click track the frustration. So do that individually. Target the emotions. Find the emotions underneath the pattern, which leads to the behavior. Then we'll have a discussion about whenever you check social media, what feeling do you get? For some people, it's just like a kind of a buzz. They get a buzz. They check the social media feed. They see the pictures of someone at the restaurant or the club or maybe a family day out. And they get that sort of sense of connection or that sort of feeling like of satiation. And they can clear that as well. So I like to get everyone to a point of neutrality. So basically, you take away the positive emotion from it, that sort of buzz, that need to check. Because social media companies will, of course, use many psychological tools, which will be like social engagement, there'll be constant emails, they'll be sent like constant emails to remind people to check their feed and things like that, gamification. So we'll have a discussion about that, about the triggers, how people get triggered, but also practical steps they, they can take, which would be just to turn off their notifications, perhaps delete the app, so they actually have more, of, more steps they've got to follow to get onto the social media network. And when I say social media network, I don't just mean Facebook and Twitter. I actually include YouTube within that. 
So just habitually watching videos and watching the next video and the next video and the autoplay thing. Uh, what I find, so similar to April, start with the emotions most of the time. Sometimes though, because I'm a bit obsessive about beliefs, sometimes I'll go for the belief. I'll try to hunt out the beliefs, which actually underscore the pattern, which support the pattern. So some beliefs might be, as I mentioned earlier, nothing works for me, life's unfair, everyone else is doing better. And in a bizarre way, social media creates a sort of comparison frame. So people that are going on sometimes habitually checked in social media to compare themselves to other people. And whenever they do it, sometimes the comparison, they'll see it as favorable and they'll feel good about that. Other times they won't actually like the comparison and they'll feel everyone else is doing better because they're obviously social media is not the reality. It's just basically, it's a kind of like a virtual reality. So we'll have a discussion about that as well. And just hunt out the beliefs underneath it. And the way we would use it with PS Tech, just to be more specific, the tools I would typically use would be ClickTrack 2015 for the emotional clearance, belief blasters for the beliefs. And I try to get underneath every single belief. Like what belief, what would you have to believe to be doing that? What would you have to believe to be thinking that? And really try to find the core beliefs, the core self-esteem beliefs, or even the beliefs about people, beliefs about life, and beliefs about themselves. And there tends to be like beliefs underneath these kind of, kind of habits as well, like around sufficiency and capability. So sufficiency, there's not enough. There's not enough time. Um, I don't do things well enough. Capability, I'm not capable. And even about people, as I mentioned earlier, everyone's doing better. So hunt those beliefs out. Take out those beliefs. And then people are left with the freedom to go on social media as much as they want. But when it's, there's no buzz attached to it, there's no buzz attached to it and no guilt attached to it. It's more of a conscious choice rather than a compulsion. Also, just, just to say, social media itself, I point out to people that if they feel guilty about doing that, it's usually because they're, if someone's checking social media compulsively, and it's very difficult not to go on social media these days, if someone's doing it compulsively, what a lot of people will do is they'll shoot all over themselves. They'll have this sort of shootism where it's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that, and they'll feel guilty because perhaps with projects they've been doing, and I include like the whole gamut of projects. It could be homework, could be assignments or tax returns, something they feel they should be doing. If they're going online instead of that, a lot of people will experience regret and guilt for doing that, for, for checking social media as opposed to doing the thing they were meant to be doing. So what I would do then is just click track the guilt, click track the frustration, and also to help people, you know, you're human. You're absolutely human. It's absolutely fine to do these things. So I, I, I normalize it as well. I also say that, you know, social media companies invest a lot of money on psychological tools to keep you engaged. So you're actually just doing what they want you to do. And we just find ways of like picking it apart. So I know I'm kind of talking around the houses here, but start off, click track any negative emotion around the habit. Take it all away and we'll hunt every negative emotion. So that's, and sometimes even positive emotions. So like, as I say, the buzz, 
someone's got a buzz, that's what I need to check. What I would sometimes say to them is have the phone in front of you and you have that real strong desire to check. Click track that really strong desire, that buzz, take that away. Then after you do that, if that's gone, do you have any other feelings? Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out is very common because that's what social media is. companies, they make their living from that. They're trying to keep people feeling that they're missing out by not being on it, by not checking. So click track the fear of missing out. Also hunt for any beliefs around missing out, such as I'm missing out, which is a really common one. And guilt for not doing what you're supposed to be doing as well. Take that away. And then belief blast. Any beliefs related to self, related to social media, related to the habit. And then I would put in a quantum turbo, a couple of quantum turbo suggestions along the lines of I'm now in complete control of my habits. I'm now in complete control of my habits would be one. I'm now in complete control of my social media accounts and how often I use them would be another. Like those on their own might be enough. They might be sufficient. No one size fits all. Sometimes you don't even need to do the click tracks. Sometimes because of the power of the quantum turbo tracks, that would be enough in some cases. Excellent. You know, what's interesting and drawing that parallel with what April said, you, you mentioned about the guilt. And I, I have a saying that says guilt sucks. I mean, it's useless, really. But you had mentioned the guilt and April was touching on, on the sweets and being more neutral about it, almost loving it, not loving it like obsessed, but being more neutral in essence. And so excellent approach on those as well. And then you also mentioned the emptiness, you know, and those kind of things that come with that. And I think that's real important that we as people find that relationship with our inner self so that we don't feel empty, we don't feel lonely and those kind of things. And then we don't have to fill it with all those other aspects, whether it be social media or suites or whatnot. And then the other one I, I thought that was interesting, you mentioned that buzz, and I wanted to highlight that too, because um, April was talking about basically, in, in essence, the same thing, the buzz of having the food associated with the happy happy memory, and same thing, the positive buzz of doing social media and, and maybe missing out, right? So can you sit there when everyone else is eating dessert or when everyone's on social media and not do those things? That, that's the question. Like I had mentioned to you before the call here, you know, last night had family here and I had a guava cheesecake. And I think your question was, did you feel guilty? And I didn't. You know, it might have been the first time I've had one in, um, I don't know, almost a year. So, you know, just everybody was having it. So I just joined in and it was fine. Absolutely. You can still enjoy these things, you know, the sweets once in a while if you want, but, but not get doing it every night or twice a day or doing a half gallon of ice cream at a sitting, <laughs> whatever it is. Excellent. I appreciate that, Paul. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to be that point there, Jeff. So we're all human, and that's something I point out to anyone I work with. Mm-hmm. I've had habits. I've worked through habits. I've got, gotten rid of a lot of bad habits, but also you know, treat yourself kindly. Sometimes, like you said, I have no problem with social media. I have no problem with sweets. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what I mean is I don't have a problem. I don't judge it. I don't judge one is good or bad, or, you know, every, but to a certain extent, problems are interpretations. So if someone sees their behavior as a problem, that's what we're working with. 
but I don't say, oh, that, that, that's that's bad to go on social right. media, that's bad to eat sweets, you know, because we're just working with what people don't want to do anymore. Exactly. And free choices there. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. We've heard from a couple, and by the way, I don't know if I highlighted that, uh, both Paul and April, um, advanced PS Tech practitioners, so they've been at it for a while. Tim, what are your perspectives on this? Do you have any other comments to add to uh, what Paul and April had to um, share with us? Yeah, I thought April's I don't know how to with the belief blasters. Absolutely brilliant. It's not something I've thought of doing. And that's one of the reasons why I think this is so great, because although I created the tools and I decided to make them as multifunctional as possible, I didn't anticipate every use. And it's wonderful to to hear about things that I would not necessarily have thought of. And I think that's the huge benefit of doing this, Jeff. So thank you very much. In regards to social media, it it sort of reminds me of Tamagotchi. I don't know whether you remember those. Early 2000s, late 90s, these virtual pets that people get addicted to and you've got to feed it every hour, otherwise it dies. (laughs) You know, it might be a virtual (laughs) fish or something. I remember there were people in the office with their little Tamagotchi devices continually feeding them. And it's a bit like that. And I think in some ways, it's good that the social media giants have not realized they could combine the two things because that would be really bad. You'd never get off the... Give them time. (laughs) But the, the other thing that I think is interesting here is on the instructions and so forth, I talk about negative beliefs which you know, is, a, is a strange way, uh, negative emotions rather, which is a strange way of describing certain emotions because every emotion has some kind of usefulness to us in some way, I think, but not when there's too much of it or if it overrides common sense or if it's adversely affecting you. But what we're talking about here is a buzz or a desire. Those things are negative emotions under certain circumstances. So if it's having a, an unwanted effect on somebody, even though, yes, it's not like anger or guilt or grief or frustration or jealousy, which is something that we would see as typically being negative, desire, passion, excitement about something can also be a negative emotion. And this is something that is seen with gamblers. Of course, and, and whenever I work with gamblers, it's one of the things that I always click track is this feeling of a of a buzz of the excitement. So th- there was some wonderful stuff there. I, I don't really want to add any more because I, I think it would be a, a shame to to do so. That's the whole point of getting other people on. Uh, but those are the things that really struck me, Jeff. So yeah, I just I would like to say thank you very much to Paul and thank you very much to April for some wonderful and somewhat different ways of dealing with things that we haven't talked about. Okay, I appreciate that. Do you have anything else to add to that? Um, yeah, there is one other, Jeff, which is that I have a little bit of an announcement to make, and I wanted to, is now a, 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 an okay time to do it? I think so, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I've uh, got everything off the agenda, so. Right, okay. Well, it, it's just this, which is that, We've got practitioners, we've got advanced practitioners, and there are certain people who go way beyond being advanced practitioners. And it's it's evident in everything they do. And so one of the things that I wanted to do today was to announce three new master practitioners of percussive suggestion. And they are 
Brian Tucker, who unfortunately couldn't join us tonight, Paul McCabe, and April Adams. And I would sincerely like to congratulate them on being upgraded to Master Practitioner because it's not something you can pay for. You can't attend a course. It is awarded based on the things that people do, the quality of the advice that they offer, passion for the work that they're doing, all sorts of different things. So, you know, it's not a trivial thing, and I would like to congratulate and thank each one of them for their individual contributions that they've made so far, which I know will continue and continue to be brilliant. Thank you very much. What do you think about that, Paul? Well, I'm... For once, speechless, but yeah, <laughs> clearly not. I'm talking, but you know, thank you very much. Very, very, very kind. It's well deserved, Paul. Thank you. And April, your thoughts, real quick. Well, I'm really excited and honored. That's fantastic. It's one of the things that I wanted to manifest this year. So I'm really happy to hear that. Well, there you go. <laughs> and it just shows these anything's possible, isn't it? So yeah. if, if anybody's watching and they want to, there's something they want to manifest in their life. Maybe talk to April. Ask her how she went about it. <laughs> well, does, it do with, does it have to do with rubbing the lamp and Tim being the genie? I don't know. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Tim. Thanks for being uh, Thank with, with everybody here today. For, from Paul and from April, I appreciate all the work that you're doing out there. I see, see a lot of it in different ways. Some of it on social media. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> And, uh, and also on the forum. So I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thanks again, Tim, Paul, April, for joining me here today and uh, being on here. Uh, oh, uh, Paul, if anybody needs to reach you, uh, what's, what's the best way for them to uh, get in touch with you, website or email or otherwise? Yeah, so the website's going to be updated soon, but it's lifestyleforchange.com. And the email address is just paul at lifestyleforchange.com. For FOR? Uh, yeah, so lifestyle and then FOR change.com. Got it. And April? Mine is apriladams.org. And then uh, the simplest email address is askapril at mail.com. Not Gmail, just mail.com. Okay, gotcha. All right. And, yeah, and both of you guys, uh, both of y'all do, um, of course, private sessions. And also, I, I believe you, both of you also do um, phone or Skype Zoom sessions as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I also have an online program as well. So I do one-on-ones, but I also offer a group online uh, version too. So it kind of walks people through what I would typically do one-on-one with people uh, and shows them how to do that themselves. Uh, and then, you know, if they want sessions after that, it's a great way to kind of follow up to personalize it at the end if they want to do that too. So it's another option. It's called Emotion Boot Camp. So I'm happy so to can, do one-on-one, happy to do boot camp, whatever you'd like. So they can find that at apriladams.org? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Once again, mahalo, everybody, for, for being here today. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, April. Everybody, take good care, keep uh, clicking, (laughs) and we'll see you soon. Aloha. Bye.